Nan was a Japanese Zen master who lived during the Meiji era. I may be pronouncing that wrong family, so my apologies. A college professor came to town to visit Nan and learn what Zen is. As they were both seated at the table, Nan served tea. He poured the professor a porcelain cup full, but then he kept on pouring. The professor watched the overflow for a while. Then he could no longer restrain himself. Master Nan, the cup is full. No more tea will go in. Like this cup, Nan said, your mind is full of your own thoughts, opinions, speculation. You cannot learn Zen unless you learn to first empty your cup. If you're new to the Impact Secrets podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. As as always, I really want to personally thank you. On this podcast show, we discuss entrepreneurship, faith, marketing, and of course, guys, you know my favorite, personal development. I am your humble host, ED, for all you smart and intelligent folks out there. Let me break this down. That just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. Today's episode is entitled, I Thought That Was For Me. I Thought That Was For Me. You see, family, let's unpack this story. Story was brought to you by Barry Powell, 99 Inspiring Stories. Let's unpack this story. I see this a lot, and I'll use myself as an example, because when I feel like if I can use myself and and show my flaws and some of the things I've been misdirected and misturned, that I could help someone and vice versa. Someone can do the same for me. And this is a perfect example. Master Zen, he, Master Nan, excuse me, was somebody came to him to want to learn. And, and coming to him, Master Nan, to want to learn, he used an example that resonated so well that anyone could understand it. And see, that example was, hey, I'm pouring this tea or I'm pouring I'm pouring this tea into your cup. And as I'm continually to pour, everything is fine. But once I continue to pour and it pours over the amount that the cup is supposed to hold, that's when you spoke up and said something. And see, he was saying, Master Zen was saying, I keep saying Master Zen, Master Nan was saying that in order for you to basically get out your own way, you must empty yourself of almost everything that you've created over the years. And see, that brings us that brings us to our title. I thought that was for me. You see, when we are chasing this dream, I am chasing this podcast slash media dream as being a entrepreneur as wanting to be a motivational speaker slash businessman and and chasing this dream the ups and downs that you go through of putting out content under you know reading reading books and actually applying what you learn and you're not seeing the results as fast as you want to see them or the the timeline you think they should fall in 
you start questioning and is this for me? Maybe I'm maybe this is not what I need to do. And it's tricky because maybe 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 this is not for you guys. Maybe this is just for me. But if this is for you, turn your volume up just a just a little bit because you're, you're not going to win or miss this next point. Because this is where it gets tricky at is where you you've decided not to do the thing that you thought that you liked and you did something else and you became more successful. Here's an ex here's a perfect example of that particular situation. I forgot the lady, the name that that uh, invented and don't ask why this came to mind, but I was just reading something around this invented Spanx. And the only reason why Spanx was invented was because of the fact that somebody saw a need and was wondering if somebody else would need that same need. Because she was actually going, if she would have passed her bar, she would have been a lawyer. And so sometimes it's funny what we are. And I always, I say this a lot through the podcast and I picked it up from T.D. Jakes and it was that conversation he had with his son that is so prolific that I rerun it in my mind over and over because it's like when you're chasing that thing, you hoping that thing that you got so excited about the nights that you stayed up late or woke up early in the morning that gets you out of bed, that makes you want to do what you're doing every day will be the thing. And then you get to the thing and you like, this is not the thing. But how do you have a, enough mental courage or enough mental fortitude to say this is not the thing? How do you know that this is not it and it's something better? And better doesn't always mean uh, financial, better or, you know, the people. Better may, I mean, better may be described as because of everything you did over here. You like this particular situation probably will align with what I'm trying to do. So, again, going back to the trick of how do how do you really know how to walk away from something or really to stay? So those are the two big things. Do I stay here? Because if I stay here and just keep working and knowing that the work that I'm putting in, eventually I'm going to produce the product that I expect and believe that I'm going to have or do I leave because this is not what I thought it was going to be. This is not what I want to do. And I and I, I say the in between is because and then there's an in between that in between is what the title of this this uh, podcast show is about. I thought that was for me. Because many times we jump into situations we was like, yes, this is for me. It may be a marriage. It may be a relationship. It may be, you know, a job. It may be a vehicle. I mean, you can name it. You really like, oh, yeah, this is for me. This is me. And then once you start actually being the thing that you were chasing, meaning let's say you were saying, oh, I, you know, I need to lose, you know, 20 pounds, 10 or 20 pounds. And you really aggressively start doing that and you lose the weight and then you like, Ooh, I don't like looking this small. I want to still be bulky or I still want to have that muscular look that I that I had. 
and you realize maybe I don't need to lose 10. Maybe I need to lose, you know, only um, five pounds. But how do you know if this is for you or not? That's the better question. And how do you know? You know. And how you and, and, and really to be more transparent to answer that, not with a theory or strategy, more with a tactic, you know, because when you're in the thing, you're excited. You know, you may not love the work as Tim Grover always talks about in the book. Um, oh, man, what is it called? I don't want to say unstoppable, but Tim Grover has a book that you guys need to check out. And he talks about this, this this particular point of of basically being an individual that you may not love the work and the grind, but you're addicted and you're hungry for the results. So how do you know if it's the thing? This is exactly, I'm going to tell you guys flat out how you know. You know because if that thing is really doing what it's supposed to be doing for you at that moment, at that time, at that time frame, that's the thing. But don't get caught up and held hostage that that's where you have to stay. A lot of times, and I was guilty of this, is this is where I, I, I exposed my faults, that I thought I had to stay where the thing was. Meaning, I was passionate about project management. When I say, I mean, there was... I could sit there and talk project management with anybody for hours and not get tired. But it was this calling that I kept pushing away. I kept pushing away, you know, because uh, as I was studying project management, I was also studying marketing and sales. And it was sort, it's sort of like how Kobe, when he was honing his craft of being one of the greats, he was also learning how to tell a story. He was also learning how to structure a company. He was also learning how to transition, to make that transition from being an athlete to now running his own, own businesses. And he was, he had the same drive and obsession that he had for running a, a business, I mean, for being an athlete to as the same way as running a business. And that's, and you know, a lot of times, they, you know, especially for an athlete, they'll say, well, that's all they know is how to be an athlete. And now people are, are having the ability to push against that narrative and show that that's not true. But back to our conversation, though, about transparency. And, and me being about project management, when I tell you again, family, I love being a project manager and I loved it because of the fact I had an opportunity to communicate it up as high as to the CEO, all the way as to the low of wherever, the, to the lowest person in the department. Somebody just now coming out of college or high school into a job that being able to have to adjust my communication to this, the different levels that I'm speaking on. Because I'm not going to talk to a CEO the same way I would talk to somebody fresh out of college or fresh out of high school or, you know, in, just coming into the job market because the conversation are different. I'm going to have to commute with this, communicate with the CEO as straight high level. These are the facts. Boom, boom, boom. With someone else, I may have to go into the weeds, give more of a descriptive, give more of an analogy, give more of a give more context around what I'm trying to describe. But I was so excited about project management 
every day, I mean, I would try to read something. If not every day, let's say, you know, three or four times a week, I would be, I would be looking over uh, one of the books in project management is called a pin box. So I would, you know, read that. And, you know, it's, it's not the best read in the world. I mean, it's kind of, it was really dry, but I really just love learning about project management. And then when this kicked in, when the marketing and sales started, you know, taking over and I started seeing that project management, a lot of things I learned in project management can trans transfer into an entrepreneurial environment and you have to have the ability to communicate. These are the things that I was already in love with that I didn't I didn't realize I was doing already. I was already communicating. I was giving presentations. I was talking from, as I told you, from the CEO all the way down. I was already in sales and, and marketing because I have to, if you're not familiar with it, as a PM project manager, you have to have the ability to talk with managers to obtain their resources because they don't report directly to you they report to that manager. So you having to find techniques of saying, hey, you know, let's go out to lunch, it's on me. And then talking, say, hey, can I get your resource for you know a week or two? We're building out this project and I'm gonna need 30% of their time. So all the time, the thing that, you know, I didn't really wanna do, which was sales and marketing because I was so fascinated about project management, I was really doing. So when I made, when, when I made the transition to really start honing in on sales and marketing and, and improving communications, I was, I started questioning, why am I doing this? Cause I'm like, I really got to a point in project management where I can start doing it without even thinking. Like I was able to figure out things faster and faster And here, you know, I've been doing it for about, sales and marketing for only about, you know, five, five years or so. And I was just like, man, I really don't want to invest in that time because I don't even know if this is for me. Because what if it doesn't work? You know, I, I gave up something I really love doing. When I say I gave it up, meaning that I didn't invest as much time as I was in studying the craft and implementing what I studied to now coming over here, no longer just studying the craft, I'm actually taking everything I'm studying and implementing, implementing, implementing. And that's why I think it's important that when you, when you start questioning yourself, if, if this is for you, it may not be, but what if it is? What if what you're doing is for you or it's a stepping stone to the next thing that you should be doing. And I think we get that we get that twisted in a way that we think once we step out into this world and, and we want to be successful and we want to be great, that the thing that we should have been doing should already have been happening for us. And there are cases where it is. There are cases where people do go focus on one thing and that's all they do. But it's rare. A lot of stories, a lot of things that you hear about is because somebody was doing one thing and got introduced either by opportunity as far as an opportunity or they were forced to have to go figure it out. And when they were forced to go fig have to figure it out, they were like, man, 
I love doing this. And because they love doing it, it was just like, well, won't I, I'd rather just do this. Let me take a shot at this. So that's how you have to look at it, family. You have to always look at it from an advantage point of if you're doing the thing, it's for you at that time. And it, it may it may come to an end where you may be introduced to something else. And please, please, this is my public service, public service announcement. Don't let the shiny object syndrome get in the way of your goals. And yes, I am guilty of that as well. And that's why I want to explain to you, family, make sure that you understand that the, the, the shiny syndrome object is really a distraction. And I'm, I'm probably going to have to do a whole show over that because that right there of working on something and then getting pulled away to work on something else and then you jump to something else is like none of these projects get done. So at least start seeing projects all the way through. Finish it. And once you finish it, then you could say, well, you know what? Yeah, I like this. Uh, nah, that ain't not something I really want to do. So if you want to know if it's for you, you keep doing the thing and experimenting, doing the thing and experimenting. Those are my two closing remarks. Family, experiment and do the thing until you can find out if the thing is meant for you through experimenting. Until next time.